Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Four Quarter Talk podcast with myself, Jack Brazil, and my co-host, as always, Josh Mazoke. Say what's up. Yo, what's up? Let's get into it. We've got a fun show for you today. Um, a highly anticipated one as well. We're going to give you our all-star ballots for the season so far. Obviously, the second uh, fan vote returns were just released, um, and there's some pretty wild stuff in there. Uh, we were talking off camera about Derek Rose being in there and Clay Thompson being in there. Um, we can assure you that those two did not make our list, but um, no, All Star, All Star every year throws up a ton of conversations about who, who deserves it and who doesn't. So, uh, without further ado, I think we should just get straight into our, our two respective lists. Josh, do you want to go first with your East Guards? Yeah, yeah, I will. All right, so my first East Guard will be Kyrie. And my second will be uh, Jalen Brown. Oh, wow. Okay. <laughs> okay. Okay, so, so Kyrie is having maybe maybe his best season so far. Uh, he's, he's averaging around 28, uh, 5, and 6. Uh, incredible efficiency, you know, 50, 52%, 41 from 3, and 95 from the free throw line. So he's just absolutely balling. Uh you know, normally sometimes sometimes teams get penalized, you know, for like having, you know, great a lot of great players, you know, beside him, because obviously he's got KD yeah. and Harden, but he was doing a lot of this before Harden even came. And obviously he he did miss that week out, but he still played 18 games, which is kind of on in, in kind of like in the middle between a lot of the stars in the league so far. I just feel like Kyrie's just played at a high level all season. Um he silenced a lot of doubters. Uh, and yeah, he's just he's just been an all star to me. He he's looked like he's looked like a top three guard again. Yeah, for sure. Overall, he's, so he definitely so looks, I definitely have looks him like he's back to his best. With uh, Jalen Brown, he's stepped up on a different level. I mean, when a couple of seasons back, when he signed his uh, extension, a lot of people had their eyebrows raised, thinking like, is he worth that? You know, is he is he on that level of a Brandon Ingram or? You know his other those other young players in in those last couple of draft classes, but he he took an he took a leap last year, but this this year this season he's taken an even bigger leap, yeah. and he's kind of put himself right on par with Tatum. He's been the best player for the Celtics this season. Yeah, um, and even when Tatum been, was out, he he really stepped up. Yeah, for the Celtics, and he's been doing things that you know I just didn't even know were in his arsenal. You know, he he started to pull off those Tatum type moves, and because of him, I think the Celtics short-term and long-term uh, ceiling has been raised. So, yeah, yeah, he definitely deserves a nod. Yeah, well, Jason, uh, sorry, Jalen Brown, uh, you know, when he was drafted, it was clear he was a, a very raw prospect. Um, had, a, had a lot of things that people liked. You know, he's a, always a great defender and had a, a tremendous amount of athletic ability. But um, it feels like each season, he just kind of added more and more to his game. Uh, and this year, he's putting it all together and has made that all-star leap. And I think he's on... Um, everybody's ballots and I think he's definitely a lock and maybe he's even a starter lock um, but I'll, I'll get on to my guards uh, because they're slightly different to yours um, <laughs> uh, I've got Bradley Bill and Zach Levine as a star <laughs> alright let's end this now let's end this <laughs> alright All right, let, let me just find myself let me just thanks guys for watching another week of let Four Quarter me... Talk podcast <laughs> Let me Yo, just you're not. Myself. No, you're joking. You're joking. No, I'm not. I'm not. You're joking. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. Yeah, you are. Yeah, you are. Come on. I'm. I'm, I'm being deadly serious, and he deserves it. And I'll tell you why. 
it's clear to see that with my list that um you don't care you know, about winning. team records isn't isn't as as big of a a deal for me. I just think this is the one time of year, you know, all the other NBA awards are so focused on winning. I think this is the one time of year when people people should be a bit more free and have a bit more fun with with their their picks. Um Bradley Bill, I think he's uh, self-explanatory, 32.8 point per game, leading the league in scoring. Yes, his team is probably the worst team in the league. Let's get that straight. But um, that's definitely not down to Bradley Bill, who's having a career year numbers-wise. Um, you know, obviously those stats may be a bit inflated because he hasn't played as many games as other people. But nevertheless, um, in a in a shoddy offense, and you know, he's still carrying so much of the load. Um, and you know, there used to be years prior where Bradley Bill would get snubbed uh, countlessly, but now he's really uh, staking a claim as a, as a starting favorite. And you can see that in the, in the fan voting uh, returns, he's top of the lead, uh, top of the list for the, the guards. And maybe a few of those are pity votes because people would free bill and, and all that. But um, I, f- I feel like he's definitely wanted this starting spot. And Zach Levine, <laughs> uh, Josh obviously wasn't too happy with his choice, but, his stats speak for him, for themselves. Twenty eight points per game, five rebounds, five assists. Um, was snub, snubbed last year. Wait, very wait, wait. Cool. So one second. Tell tell me why with the same stats he should be over Kyrie, who's contributing to winning, but with the same stats. I feel like Zach Levine is in a very different situation. You know, yeah. Um, like if if you if you swap those two players around, they yeah. the team. The, I don't think. The Bulls would gain any wins, and I don't think the the Nets would probably gain any wins. You know yeah, I mean? but if we're talking, so it'd be a bit different if Kyrie averaged like twenty four. But yeah. if if Kyrie Kyrie might have maybe they win the same amount of games, or maybe Kyrie's averaging like 30, 32, Then in that case, but, if he's getting all the touches as well, Zach Levine. But Zach Levine is doing the thing that impressed me the most about Zach Levine is his efficiency. I know Kyrie's been efficient, but Zach Levine is knock like right on the doorstep of the 50 40 90 club on 28 points per game taking a tremendous amount of volume of shots for the ball for the bulls um and you know obviously there's probably a lot of bias in this pick with me being a bulls fan i know nah, me, <laughs> me watching a lot a lot of zach levine this year but he feels like that player uh you know he's just a walking bucket when he wants to put the, like score the ball he will score it and he can turn it on uh like that I think he's got a tremendously well-rounded offensive game. He's obviously got the athleticism, but he's really one of the best three-point shooters in the league. Um, he makes tremendously tough shots as well. Uh, can create his own offense like no, like no other. Um, and I just feel I just, I felt bad for him. I don't think he should have been snubbed last year, especially as the game was in Chicago. Um, and this year, obviously, as I said, my list wasn't too based around wins. Yeah, true, true. He should have been an all-star last year, so this year he should be a starter. Yeah. <laughs> I I don't I don't think I think it's he should be the captain. I think it's a bit of an overreaction from you. He should be the captain. His stats are ridiculous: <laughs> twenty-eight, five, and five. Kyrie's on, twenty-eight, on, five, and six. <laughs> but on not on the same efficiency as Zach Levine. What's Zach Levine's efficiency? Fifty-one percent from the field. Yeah, Kyrie fifty-two. Wait, wait, wait. Yeah, go. You say, you say one category. I'll say one for Kyrie. Go ahead. Well, Zach Levine is basically 51.9. So fifty-two percent from the field. Three percent. Fifty-two for Kyrie. Forty-one for Kyrie. Yeah. And eighty-six from free throw. And ninety-five for Kyrie. Oh shit. (laughs) (laughs) 
I'm sticking with my pick, man. I'm sticking with my pick. I just feel like it's boring to have two nets in the in the starting lineup. That's boring. Show some love to the to the underdog for once. Sat Levine is an all-star star. Lock it in. <laughs> I'm not trying to say, oh, it's blasphemous to have him as a as an all-star, but like, all right, anyway, okay. Now nah, we'll move on. We'll move on. Hey, let us know. Let us know if you think that that pick was as bad as Josh made it seem. Because I we might have to clip I this. Think, you know, we I might think have to start clipping. Out of out of context, if if the stats are out of context, those are all star starter stats. If they're out of okay. context, if if they're both out of context, then yeah, 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 yeah. But obviously okay, the no, wins, obviously you value you. wins a bit more than me. And you know, there's a bit of balls bias, but give me Zach Levine to start with again. Uh, who who's your forwards for the East, Josh? <laughs> Going to be very similar. And who we pick here? Uh, well, who knows? You might have Wendell in here. <laughs> <laughs> nah, that's Gafford. That's Gafford. Cristiano Felicia might even pop up. <laughs> All right. Um, Don't sleep on Luke yeah, Barnett either. You know? <laughs> you know this was supposed to be objective. This wasn't supposed to be who you voted for. This is just... But anyway, all right. Uh, as my start... As my... Uh, as my wing, or no, as my forward starters, I've got KD, Giannis, and Embiid. So do I. Um, yeah, so we just both talk about it. So with yeah. KD, obviously, not that it matters. Yeah. I mean, it matters to us, but it doesn't go into also consideration. But his bounce back, I mean, he's he's been, he, he might win, you know, comeback of the year, you know. Yeah. He's, he's been tremendous, you know, hasn't missed a beat. He might be having his best season um, offensively. Obviously, their team defense is, you know, is not great, but um, he's just been, he's been unbelievable. Nothing like I expected, you know. KD is one of the most talented players of all time. Yeah. Combined with his build, um, I was thinking, you know, worst case scenario, he'd fall off to a point where he would just have to, you know, rely on his skill alone. And that would, you know, bring him back a little bit, you know. I'm not, I'm not saying he'll turn into, you know, a top 50 player or something, but I thought, you know, maybe not top three, but he's come back as good as ever. Um, yeah. it's, it's been insane to see. Well, let's just read off some of his stats really quick. Uh, he's averaging 29.5 points per game, 7.4 rebounds and 5.2 assists uh, on amazing, amazing efficiency, 53% from the field, um, 45% from three and 87% from the free throw line. So uh, those, those are numbers eerily similar to his uh, MVP season. Uh, in 2014-15, I believe. Am I correct? Or is it 14? No, no, no. 13-14? I think, yeah. yeah, yeah. But 13, 14, 13 when, 14 When he won the MVP uh, at, yeah. as part of the Oklahoma City Thunder. Um, and, and the crazy thing about these stats is that um, you know, he's having to share these shots with two other All-Stars in Kyrie Irving and James Harden. And his numbers haven't taken a hit. Yeah, and, with, with another and, All-Star starter. Yeah. <laughs> 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 to some people, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> But you you were saying that um, you know their their defense hasn't been good, but I think he does also make a big uh, impact on that end as well. I think they look better as a defensive team with him in the lineup. Oh um, yeah, I think he's a type of player where um, he's always going to be solid defensively. I just think it's not his fault, but surrounding him, like if he's around other good smart defenders, he'll be a great defensive player. Yeah. And then if he's around just you know what he's what got right his? now. He's being relied to do things that are outside of his yeah. his skill set. I do feel a bit a bit bad for Kevin Durant in the MVP conversation because I feel like um, you know the top three. I think a lot of people are going with the top three of LeBron, Embiid, 
and Jokic as their top three MVP candidates. But I think if if um this protocol debacle didn't happen with Kevin Durant, he'd be he'd be um lodged in that top three as well because you know the, the wins are there, the stats are there. Um, I think he's got the narrative of coming back from that injury and not missing a beat. So I feel like if that didn't happen, he'd be uh, talked about a lot more. And he, he really does. And deserve he's had to come to back from two COVID protocols because I yeah. think he's 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 back tomorrow. Uh, is it tonight against the Warriors? I think. Yeah. But yeah, he's had to miss two weeks out of his seat, multiple weeks out of his season for COVID protocols. Yeah. So yeah, that doesn't help his case either. Uh, let's let's move on to second the second forward in Giannis onto the compo. Uh, the M- the MVP winner of the last two years. Um, this one kind of speaks for itself as well. Uh, he's leading the Bucks to a healthy a healthy uh, sixteen and ten record, and he's just putting up his numbers have taken a bit of a hit this year from what they were the last two years, uh, but they're still comfortably All Star starter numbers. Um, if we were just to go through those quickly, uh, he's averaging twenty eight point one points. 11.2 rebounds and 5.6 assists. Um, I know. I think Giannis is always someone that that thrives in the regular season. <laughs> do you, do I ain't got anything that, to add. Yeah, I've got nothing like, to add. He's an all star. <laughs> I don't. I yeah. don't know what you want to say. <laughs> he's a perennial all star. Yeah. You know, you you can just write him in for the next five six, six seasons. Yeah. He he knows how to score the basketball, um, and he knows how to to get his team to wins. Uh, and then let's move to the last forward spot. In Joel Embiid, as I alluded to earlier, uh, a top three MVP candidate, possibly the favourite in the early season. Um, what has impressed you about Embiid this season, Josh? The biggest thing is his, you know, he's always coming into the league, well, at least coming into his first healthy season of the league. Yeah, uh, It was quickly apparent that he was that new age type of centre, but mixed with that old school. So he could, you know, Oh, I was about to say something so sus. Um, <laughs> let it fly, let it fly, let it fly. <laughs> but uh, he can play down low, and okay, that yeah, I, I was about to say I was about to say something else. But anyway, <laughs> he's got the post game, yeah, uh, the footwork, but he can also step out to three. And in his rookie season, you know, he showed a high clip from from three or a, a decent one that showed potential. But uh, since then, he kind of regressed. Uh, yeah. And that was seemingly because he had to take a lot more shots to, you know, uh, make up for the lack of spacing that they had. But now, now that he's able to just take shots like as they come to him, and he's uh, a lot more familiar and comfortable with that balance between his outside and inside play, uh, he's stepped up and he's having his most efficient uh, three-point shooting season to date. Yeah. Uh, let me get the stats. And his, his mid-range game as well is, is just money. Yeah, like. it's incredible. But yeah, he's just under 40%. Yeah. Um, you know, he... And his, his free throw shooting has always been impressive for a big man. You know, he's, he's at 85%. Uh, he's just been balling. Uh, every... And, you know, as offensively, he's having his, a tremendous season, but his defense is as impactful as ever. You know, yeah. you know they have a tremendous uh, defensive team. You know, you look at him and Ben Simmons, who just said that he was... Uh, the best defensive player in the league, which, you know, might be the case. But uh, as a centre, obviously, centres always kind of have the biggest impact on the defensive end because they're the last, you know, they're the last barrier of defence, really. And he's just been that, he's been that force and he's been a big part of the Sixers looking like true contenders once again. Uh, he stepped up in a huge way. You know, once they lost Jimmy Butler, you know, there was there was kind of a, 
it was looking a bit iffy for whether they were contend- contenders anymore or not. And especially after, you know, how they lost in the first, in the early last last season. But he's stepped up in a big way and he's starting to really show his potential. Yeah, I don't I don't really have much to add to that. He's uh leading leading the Sixers, you know, as the top team in the East. Um and they really emerged as um one of the favourites to come out of the East. Uh and he's he's the defensive anchor and the offensive anchor of that team. He's he's really established established himself as a free level scorer this year. He always had those those bits in his arsenal, the mid range and the three, but uh this year they've taken they've come on leaps and bounds and he's really efficient in those areas now when in years previous he maybe wasn't so efficient. Um and for him to be in that top three MVP conversation is it's um it's good to see because he was someone that's you know everyone always knew he had a he had a skill set that could really dominate the NBA and this year he is dominating the NBA. Um and as you said, it's on both ends of the floor. It's not just offensively where, where most of the highlights have been. It's uh, on the defensive end. He's led the Sixers to one of the best defences um, in the NBA. Uh, so, yeah, Joel Embiid is for sure an all-star starter. I'm not really sure who else you could even have in that in that spot. And he's um, can maybe br- even bring home an MVP award, uh, which would be crazy to see. Yeah, I started both sides by, you know, I had <laughs> Brun... Uh, Embiid and Jokic just penciled in because yeah. they're, they're, the, they're the three MVP candidates so far. So well, let, let's move over to the West quickly for our starters. Uh, who is your guard tandem, Josh? At my guards, which was surprisingly uh, controversial to you, uh, I've got Curry and Dame. Uh, not controversial. I just went a different route. You know, if we you agreed, found a way if, to, you, if found, we, you found a way to put a bull in the West, didn't you? Or look, if we agreed on everything, show would be yeah, yeah, yeah. Now this, this is this so is, I'm just this is to spice up a bit. This is definitely a more fun. Of, um, yeah, I've got I've got Curry and Dame. You know, those yeah. them two have highlighted. You know, the top three uh, guards overall for years. Um, yeah. For the last for the last you know three four years, um, Curry is having a tremendous season, and I feel bad for him for the lack of offensive talent around, you know, I just, I can only just, you know, imagine how they'd be with Clay inserted into mm-hmm. that, into that backcourt. Cause Curry is absolutely, he's gone 2016 mode. Um, he's balling out of his mind right now. You know, he's had more, you know, his, his coming into this season, I think his career high was 54 several years ago. I think it might've been that game against the Knicks um, back in 2013. And in this season, he's already had, two near 60 point game yeah. you know one 60 point game 62 point game and a uh, 57 so he's just he's taking up the challenge it was kind of what we were expecting to happen last year before he got injured and he's just really he's done a lot for the for the squad with a lot of the defensive attention focus on him even more than usual um he is another person that's slowly creeping up into that you know top 3 uh, MVP discussion yeah. um, as he drags that team into the, you know, into the mid playoff bracket, uh, which I, I did try to tell you, man, like, <laughs> you know, you don't, you don't just, you don't just get uh doubt a player that is in the running for, you know, a top 20 player and a top two point guard of all time. Yeah. Some arguing best of all time, but um, yeah, he's, he's just, he's doing everything right now. Yeah, he looks like a 40 point threat uh, every time he steps on the court. Um, and I, I heard this remarkable stat. It's uh, after Curry drained 10, 10 threes the other night. Uh, Steph Curry has hit 10 or more threes 17 times in his career. The next uh, highest person to do that 
It's Clay Thompson with five. So, you know, that he just... has more than the next five people on the list combined. That just shows you what an outlier Stephen Curry is in terms of the three-point shot. Um, and I think the, the biggest testament to that is his, off, his off-ball movement, the way he works to get space off the ball. Uh, and Draymond Green helps with that uh, tremendously. Obviously, Draymond's always looking for Steph and they know each other's game so well. Uh, I think that's the biggest difference between Steph Curry and someone like Trey Young. Like Trey Young can shoot from anywhere, but Trey Young doesn't work work off the ball like Steph Curry does. Um, yeah, and it's almost like when Steph Curry yeah, shoots a shoots a three, you're surprised. Well. You're surprised when it doesn't go in. Um, and this is surprising, seeing how open he is a lot of the time yeah. as well. And but it's he creates that for that, himself. Oh, yeah, yeah, he's always running. He runs more than any player I've seen. You know him and. Uh, JJ Reddick, you know, they like to run around and get get that open space. And yeah. a lot of players like, you know, as you said, Trey Young, Luka Doncic, I think their three-point percentage just suffers from the fact that they rely too much on creating their own three-pointers. Yeah. And um, Steph Curry is another one of those people that come, was coming off uh, an injury-ridden season. Uh, obviously, his injury wasn't as severe as KD's, but he sat out pretty much the whole end of, end of last season. So... There was a few doubts if, if he was going to have a bit of rust or um, come back and have maybe a down year. And uh, I certainly thought that, you know, in an earlier episode, as Josh kind of alluded to earlier, I, I said maybe the, the Warriors should look to go a different direction, maybe tank. Um, but they've proved me wrong and I'm glad they have because they're very exciting to watch. And, you know, yeah. there's, there's no better players to watch when Curry's on form than Stephen Curry. Yeah, we'll, we'll definitely go more, uh, deeper into the Warriors later on. Yeah, uh, and then your other guard sport, you said you had Damian Lillard. Yeah, Damian Lillard is absolutely balling. The, you know, as a team, uh, they're playing at a high level uh, right now, the fifth seed. Um, after dealing with injuries, as the Trailblazers always do. Um, but yeah, I, I know firsthand just from seeing Lillard playing for my, for my fantasy squad, he's just balling out of his mind right now. Um, he, he's at 30 points per game, basically. Um, shooting high high efficiency across the board, um, but yeah, he's just Dame's just doing Dame things, you know. Uh, he hasn't he hasn't he he doesn't take the foot off the gas, you know. He's he's used to dealing with a lot of these injuries to uh, different players, and he always takes up the task to make up for those injuries, and uh, you know that's why the the Blazers are sitting where they are. Yeah, he he's really um, stepped stepped up since CJ went down uh, with that injury, and he's one of those teams that can. I mean, he's one of those players that can carry a team into the playoffs. He's he's a player of that quality. Um, you know, they've they've got a, a pretty decent roster around him, but he's he's really uh, taken up that offensive load. Um, and it, it was weird because uh, at the start of the season, CJ McCollum was actually outscoring Damian Lillard, and it was it was kind of really it was really strange to see that. Uh, but ever since CJ went down, as I said, he's really he's really put his foot on the pedal, and yeah, is have, having maybe also uh, maybe he should be at that conversation of MVP. Maybe he's on the outside, but he's he's creeping into the conversation definitely because he's got the Blazers into the playoffs quite comfortably right now. They're still winning games, even with uh, you know Nurkic out, CJ out. So yeah, he's had a really impressive season, and this is what we've come to expect from Damian Lillard his past four or five years, um, really stepping up as a perennial All Star and as you think a uh, All Star star, but as I think, he just misses out. And um, I've also got Steph Curry in my starters. But I've gone with Luka Doncic as the other spot. Uh, and look, this this is another you know example of me not caring as much about wins. But saying that uh, the Mavericks, 
the Mavericks are only two wins behind the Blazers. So the difference isn't that huge um, yep. in terms of record. Yep. And Luca is just doing Luca things. I mean, uh, 28.5 points per game, 8.7 rebounds, 9.4 assists, a triple-double threat every night. Uh, his last stretch of games, uh, he just had his career high last night, 46 against the Pelicans. Um, and, you know, in an offense that has struggled at times, uh, this Mavericks team, you know, those, those struggles have been well documented. Uh, he's, he's really wanted to drag them through it. And, um, you know, there's a lot of uh, playmaking responsibility on his shoulders. There's a lot of scoring responsibility on his shoulders. And for such a young player, um, it's crazy to see how easily he can take those responsibilities on. And he's 21 years of age putting up these numbers. These are historic numbers. I saw a stat while I was watching the um, Dallas Mavericks game last night. Um, the third fastest player in NBA history to reach 4,000 career points behind only Michael Jordan and Shaquille O'Neal. That just tells you the type of player Luka Doncic is. He's on a, a historic career trajectory right now. He started his career, you know, in historic fashion. Um, and for me, you know, he's a, he's a, he was an MVP uh, contender going into the season. I think he was a lot of people's favourites to win that award. Uh, but the Mavericks haven't haven't been as good as people expected. Um, yeah, he picking, said himself that he shouldn't be in the discussion right yeah, now. Yeah, and they're, they're picking up a, they a, a bit more form over their last four. But um, I think as long as as long as the the Mavericks are hovering over that seven eight spot, I don't think he'll be in that conversation. But um, the stats are one of an MVP, and for me, the stats are one of an All Star star. I can't hate on that uh, too much. Um, you know he's playing good. He's playing. He's playing great. Yeah. Uh, he. I, I feel like he's regressed a little bit from last season, but I think he'll pick it up. Um, if that this, three if point this is what regression looks like, then yeah, I, his his three point percentage is glaring at me. Yeah. I mean, it's gone up a little bit more. Um, but I think yeah, Shot they just have to recently, do a bit more but, as, a, as a team. Yeah, I think I think that was a lot to do with with team. Um, you know team struggles they they sit at 29th in terms of uh three point percentage in the league and Luca kind of reflects that he's not one it's, just as, the, it's the difficulty of the shots that he yeah, takes yeah yeah he, he takes a lot of long range threes uh because he kind of has to s almost settle for those in a way he can obviously make them and when he catches fire he he's um he gets really hot but um he, he's not one that can use any athleticism or off-ball movement to create a three, he kind of has to dribble his way into it. So maybe that's why he has to take the hard, hardest shots. But um, apart from that, he's been he's been excellent. So um, let's move into our West forwards now. Who have you got, Josh? Uh, I've actually put, for my first forward position, I've put a guard. I've put Shea, obviously. Shea goes <laughs> Alexander. Yay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, for my for my forwards, I, f I feel like we're going to have the same forwards. I mean, you yeah, can surprise me. But uh, I've got LeBron, uh, yep. Kawhi and, and Jokic. I also have LeBron, Kawhi and Jokic. So... Me, those are three uh, MVB candidates themselves. You yep. know, the Clippers are not getting a lot of shine right now, but they are playing at a very high level. It's just steadily uh, winning, winning and winning. You know, and maybe this is good for them to not have all the spotlight on them and to not yep. have all the expectations on them. Uh, they're just putting in work. Uh you know, Kawhi, you know, earlier on, uh, there were talks of PG just slowly putting up, you know, a quiet MVP type season. But Kawhi is almost, I think, I think Kawhi might be 
playing better than him at the moment. Yeah. But still, just as a tandem, I mean, they're just they're playing at a high level. Kawhi's just putting in those numbers. And this season, Kawhi, you know, he's gone away from that load management thing and he's just kind of looked at himself and said, you know, I need, the team needs me. They need the consistency uh, for us to get familiar as a team uh, so that we can actually have that postseason success that we expected to have. Yeah. And, uh, so, uh, yeah, he's just putting consistent work. I just want to say, I was watching um, the Clippers Bulls last night and I'm telling you, if Kawhi Leonard uh, rose up for a mid-range, it was going in. Swish, no room. I think uh, he was nine yeah. for nine on mid-ranges. Like, if he got to his spot, you could just count the two points before he, the ball even left his hand. Like, he was so automatic. It's crazy. I've, I've never seen anything quite like that. And he's... Every time I watch a Kawhi game, that's that's my experience, you know. Yeah. Uh, he's he's one of my favourite players uh, to watch in the league, both offensively and defensively. Yeah. Um, so it's efficient. Yeah. You know, he doesn't have to do anything too flashy. He just, just uses his size yeah. and uses his, you know, he knows his spots and just gets to them and produces, you know, nothing too flashy. But it's just, as as much as, much as he doesn't play flashy, it's still mesmerizing just to watch, like, yeah. how effortless it is for him. And then LeBron James, I mean, as we said, top three MVP candidate this year. A lot of people's favourite Um You know, he's, he's had this grueling stretch over the past few weeks where they've gone to three straight overtimes. Uh, and they've won all of them in, in large part thanks to uh, LeBron James. You know, AD missed all three of those games. Um, so LeBron James had to really step it up. Uh, yeah. One of the I clutchest mean, players of all time and he's showing it. Give him credit, you know, three, like just two, just two bruising games against the OKC. Yeah. Uh, you know, it was I looking mean, a bit worrying there, you know, when Ludo put him in the, in the, in the Dauteris. That, I mean, that, that was crazy. That was crazy. <laughs> that was some crazy defense. Fair play to, to Lou Dort for that one. Moving the hands, moving the feet, you know, really putting LeBron off his game, but couldn't quite overcome the king. Uh, I mean, when he was matched up with him, I think he was shooting like six for 20, but it's cool. <laughs> you still got the W at the end of the day. He's not, the first, no, not the first all star to be put in the, in the Dortress. Uh, uh, yeah, Lou Dort is, you know, he, he spends a lot of time with his kids across the league. Oh yeah, he he has time. I'm he surprised time you don't have him in your sides. He has he has time for all of them. I I see. I actually exercised a bit of objectivity here. <laughs> you know, hey, Zach Levine, man, he's a he's a he's a baller. Uh, but yeah, LeBron. Um, what what else? What else can we say really about LeBron James uh, apart from the fact that? Um, what I do want to say actually is that. Uh, what's really impressed me is the way he's expanded his three-point game. Um, you know, oh, he, yeah. He, he's dead-eye yeah, shooter now. Year 18, and he's still uh, evolving his offensive game, which is crazy. You know, he's shooting over 40% from three for the first time in his career uh, on, I think, seven attempts a game. So he's it's not like he's make, he's uh, being cautious with that. He's letting it fly. Um, and that's really helped with, with other uh, areas of his game because people have to really guard LeBron now on the three. Um, I mean, he do, adding adding. If this can be a you know consistent staple of his game, uh, he can expand his career for you know for sure for sure for another five years because. Um, and who knows? Maybe he'll even become a ninety percent free throw shooter next year. Who knows? It's not out. It's think, not out of the realm, realm of possibility though. That's the thing because LeBron, you know, he keeps defying expectations. I feel like LeBron would rather shoot a three than a free throw, honestly. Oh, for sure, for sure. I think that's just a mental thing. I mean, I've seen, watching him uh, year in, year out, it's like his his free throw uh, routine changes like every all the time. Yeah, yeah. 
that has to be a mental thing because he's, he's tried all types of things, different numbers of dribbles, you know, stepping further back from the free throw line. I mean, when like a lot of, like me and teammates I've played with and all of that, like they, they kind of just find their routine and then they don't change it ever. So yeah, that's, that's a mental thing for him. But he, yeah, he, he has, <laughs> he, he makes it so hard, you know, you kind of have to look at his prime in like different stages. Like he has different primes where it's like, <laughs> it's crazy. One, I mean, you could argue that his prime started in like 2010. Yeah, when he joined the Heat. <laughs> or maybe even no, even before that, because yeah. he won those two back-to-back. And, but yeah, my, his prime out started in you know, 2009. And right now we're in 2021. So and he's it's, still... it's incredible to see. Because <laughs> he's even smarter now. You yeah. know, he, he knows his sports. He knows you know, the IQ is just incredible. Uh and his, and his numbers is dunk last night. I mean, yeah, the athleticism is not way above, he still lives life way above the room. Um, and you know, his numbers may f- few uh fool a, a, f- a few uh people who just look at box scores, you know, not not career numbers. Uh, which I is think crazy. At, the, at this point, even the casuals know that you know, once it gets to playoff time, yeah, yeah. But what, what I'm saying is that uh, his numbers, you know, he's still he's playing a, a all time low minutes per game, uh. And he's still firmly in the MVP conversations. And I think that's a testament to his uh, three-point shot because, you know, he can put up more more efficiency in uh, less minutes. Obviously, this past week, he's played about, you know... Yeah, at this rate, he, minutes, might, he but, might be about to get to, you know, his, his career high in minutes, but... Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but I don't, I, don't, I don't think there's many more OTs. Actually, who knows, but, you know... Uh, we'll I, see when he next plays OKC. <laughs> But yeah, like it's crazy. The Lakers only had two overtimes the whole of the last regular season, and they've had three in a week. Um, and I think that there was a stat that that hasn't happened for the Lakers since the early nineties. Um, and LeBron, LeBron's had had to uh, play big minutes in all of those because, as I said, they didn't have AD. So if they wanted to win, LeBron, LeBron had to be there. Um, and he's and he's quietly got the the Lakers to. Um, you know, a twenty-one and six record, only bettered by the Jazz. Uh, so yeah, LeBron is obviously, obviously, and probably, you know, will go on to break the the record for most All Star appearances if if he hasn't already. He's, he's got a few records coming. Yeah, uh, yeah. Over, you know, over this last final stretch of his career, he's gonna he's, he's gonna, chasing a lot. He's gonna be the the all time scoring leader when it's said and done as well. Uh, Really, really ramping up that case for greatest of all time, but let's not get into that because you know that's a that's a yeah. that's a dead horse at this point. Um, last spot, this one speaks for itself as well. Nicole last Jokic. but not least, certainly not least, the all, uh, the fantasy MVP. You Nicola know better than anyone. Nicola, you're speak about your I boy. Mean, you've got money. You you've got him on your other your other league your little finesse yeah, league though don't you? <laughs> yeah, but that one's kind of over because because that one's just, just easy money. What are you? <laughs> no no them that, Who's second them place. Already, Who's second place. They, them man have already given up. Man, it's like <laughs> it's like them man are not doing rosters and they're like, just running your money up front. No, I don't. I don't. I don't think we're paying because people like three of us agreed and then two of us didn't. So we're just like okay, people aren't oh, gonna yeah. pay. Let's be real. It was a, it was a it was a high key for that. The thing is, it wasn't it wasn't it wasn't even that, bro. I wasn't even the one that suggested money to be put on the table. That was Edson. I don't know if Edson's listening, but Edson, bro, you're this guy loves play, doing stuff for money. He might have a problem, but um, this guy this guy had Robert Covington on his roster and was saying, "Oh, let's play for money." <laughs> 12, yeah, 12, yeah. Let me let me keep quiet. 
Let me let me keep quiet. I definitely didn't draft uh, Robert Covington. <laughs> <laughs> hey man, you, hey, you he was had... balling last year, man. He was balling. He was balling last year. Ah, uh, okay, but Nikola Jokic, you know, uh, the Joker, you know, he <sighs> toughest logo in the NBA. Oh yeah, yeah I don't know if you saw that, but that was. Tough. I have seen. I've seen it. I have seen it. Um, you know, the Joker. He, he just. We saw me He's balling, man. He's balling. You know, 27 points, 11 rebounds, you know, around nine assists, 56% shooting, 40. A near triple double from the center spot. That is just at 50, crazy. At basically 57% shooting. Yeah. And basically 40 from the free. Like, he, the thing, the thing that's he doesn't me make sense. Him, the thing that's impressed me the most with him is that he's become like a real, um, real scorer. I never, I, I never. Um, really, yeah, he's uh, showing he's shown a, in playoff series, like that, but... yeah, he's shown in playoff series that he has the potential, you know. Um, he he just abuses his matchup, uh, but particularly, you know, after following, you know, starting this season because normally he'll start the season slow, you know, be out of shape, but before after the uh, before the playoffs, before the bubble, when he committed to you know losing all that weight and getting himself in his best shape, skinny uh, Jokic, skinny Jokic, you know, it's just been. And we, you know, we were wondering, you know, will he, will he forfeit a bit of his strength by uh, slimming down? But it has not been the case no. at all. He just abuses every center matchup. You know, these centers just look lost. Against he's really bear in this game. He is really bear. They they just look absolutely lost. I feel like the only matchup for him at the center position might be like, uh, you know, Anthony Davis, Joel Embiid. Yeah. That's it. But even them. Well, you would think I mean, Rudy Gobert, but. Jokic is his father. Yeah, Jokic is a proud father, you <laughs> <Yeah>. know, <laughs> to Rudy Jokic, man. Like <laughs> Rudy Jokic, who's that? <laughs> that's that's Nikola Jokic's son, bro. Uh, <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> hey, he, he might be, be, he he might be, be, be one hell of a center, Rudy Jokic. <laughs> he might be he might be Nikola Jokic Jr. by the end of the season, but yeah. Uh yeah, he yeah, he's he's owned him since that playoff series. But um, yeah, there's not much to say about Jokic, you know, he's just He's just an all-round center, and you know people try to. There's still that ongoing debate, which is which you love to see. Just two young players in Embiid and Jokic, you know, boiling out. Hey, the center, the center spot is back. It's back, uh, and you know, with hopefully, you know, Cat uh, Perez out there yeah. with what he's going through, but he'll be in that. He'll be in that discussion for years to come as well. But uh, he, them two, just look like the perfect offensive centers, uh, and uh, you know, people talk about his defense, but even his defense is decent enough yeah uh he does he does enough things you know he's not gonna he's not a high flyer he's not gonna protect the rim but he does enough other things like you know yeah. passing lanes and all very of good that. rebounder as well tremendous rebounder um, so you know he's just he's just that player to build around you know he's one of those top five players that you'd build around and i feel like he's really dragged the nuggets um through a tough season you know jamal murray and mark Porter jr both looked very very average this year yeah they look like frauds, honestly but he's still got um he still got them into the playoffs uh quite com- actually not really quite comfortably because there's a few teams like knocking on the door of that but they're in the seventh seed right now and that's uh mainly down to Jokic because he's really having to put the the team on his back and I think that's why you see such an uptick in in uh, points per game this year uh you know you always knew that the passing and the rebounder was going to be there but um as yeah. we said we didn't I didn't really see him as a as I just a scorer. Like his commitment. Why I was so adamant about because I had him on my fantasy league last year, but why I was so adamant about taking him first 
was that um, normally he kind of settles into this type of play and that's what kind of affects his overall averages is that it takes him the first 20 games to get in shape. Um, but his commitment to his health and his fitness has just taken him up a level um, to the point where he kind of just hit the ground running this season and that's reflected in his overall yeah. play. And it's, it's, you know, it's easy to forget that this guy was a second round pick. Um, you know, out of Serbia, so probably no one you batted an eyelid when he was drafted. Um, and now here he is comfortably in that in that MVP conversation. Um, and definitely, you know, maybe like could even win it this year. I know the record maybe isn't there as much, but he's he's putting up all time numbers from the center spot. I mean, what other centers are averaging eleven and eight in rebounds and assists? I mean eleven. You know, you you wanna know something funny? Uh you wanna know who the first pick was in that draft? Anthony Bennett. No, fellow <laughs> fellow center Jaleel Okafor. Damn. <laughs> that is rough. Wait, and he was well, drafted by the Sixers. Yeah, so I so guess the Sixers it could out. have had Jokic and Embiid. Wow. Even though that probably I, mean, I guess I, I guess it worked out. Wow. End, but yeah. What happened to Jaleel Okafor? Man? I remember he first rookie season, he was he was he was balling. And then he punched someone outside a, a club or something, and then <laughs> yeah, yeah, I remember that. <laughs> yeah, but Jokic is um, he's just, and you know he hasn't missed missed um, much any time this year, so it's clear his health has got a lot better. Um, so yeah, Jokic is a is a lock man. Might even be might even be the MVP when it's all said and done. Let's move in to our reserves because this show is probably going to be six hours long if we don't hurry up a little bit. Yeah. Um. Let's go back to the East, Josh. Uh, give me, we'll, we'll uh, alternate on this one. So give me, give me a reserve. So obviously, uh, I do have Levine and Bill in there. Yeah. Um, but uh, my my first, uh, I'll, I'll go with Middleton, who yep. has been absolutely balling this season. You know, he to start the season, he was kind of carrying the offense, really outplaying even Giannis. Um, He's raised his level, uh, even from last season, which was a near 50-40-90 season. But um, what I've really liked to see from him is he's had he's had an uptick in his uh, playmaking, yep. which has been big because we were thinking, you know, one of, one of the things that I wanted to see most from the Bucs was uh, moving away from a rely- an over-reliance on Giannis for playmaking and scoring uh, yep. because I think he needs to be a player that's kind of featured but uh, not initiating everything. And we thought we'd get that with Drew Holiday, which we have. But uh, Middleton has stepped up in that front as well, which has been big for them. Uh, And obviously his scoring has been great as well. And I'd like to see that he's one of the leaders in clutch scoring as well. So that that can help. That can kind of add to that, you know, that overall issue of, you know, who's going to be that go-to scorer for the, for the Bucks in the clutch because it doesn't look like Giannis can be that player, you know, with yeah. his limited offensive arsenal. Uh, obviously, a couple games ago with having uh, that Giannis pull-up uh, was <laughs> very questionable. We can live with that. And, you know, that before that, I think it was a Giannis uh, corner three. Yeah. So, uh, as I said, you know, I'm, I'm kind of done with Mike Budenholzer at this point. I think he needs to, I think he needs to go now. Yeah, but, I think... Uh, I think um, Middleton's value to the Bucks, um, and you know, as a as a NBA player in general, is is a lot uh, is a lot bigger than 
his 20 points suggests, I mean, he's as you said, his, his clutch time uh, production is going up. So that suggests he's taking that step to to really be that closer for the Bucks. And that's, you know, this is a team with, you know, on paper, that's a, it's a championship caliber team. I honestly believe that with with Drew Holiday now, and if this is what, what we can come to expect from Middleton, yeah. I don't think they need to make any roster, any major uh, roster change. Maybe a, 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 just, a playmaker. I just mean major, because they, they yeah. now have two players that are helping in that aspect. You know, oh, Middleton, for sure, yeah, yeah. Middleton's playmaking has been incredible this year. And uh, obviously Drew Holiday. So I think, because whenever I evaluate the Bucks now, kind of like even last season when I made that prediction about the Heat, is I don't look at their record. I just look at what signs they show of things that can be carried onto the playoffs. Yeah. And uh, right now they look good. I just think they, they're just being held back by Budenhoser, to be honest. I think if they have the same, uh, the same players, but with a coach that kind of knows how to use them and isn't too stubborn to make adjustments... I think they can really be a legitimate contender. For sure. Like they, they have yeah. all the pieces definitely there uh, to be a contender. It's just Bruno's and needs, needs to either leave or or reevaluate his system, which we know is not going to happen because he's it's been three like years. It. It's three years now. And, and even you know, before even this with the Hawks. Hawks yeah. Even with the Hawks. Like, yeah, I think it's over. So, but it's, it's, but the thing is, I don't think the, the Bucks will, will uh, fire him if, if he. Like if he leads him to another fifty win season, they're not going to fire him. Um, well, I, don't... I think I see him getting fired in the playoffs because obviously right now there's not really there's not too many alternatives that will come off yeah. the street to coach them uh, at a high level. But I think this will probably be his last season, in my opinion. But yeah, yeah Middleton has been incredible, and yeah, he's he's really the perfect complement to someone like uh, Giannis, who, as you said, has an offensive game. Uh, Chris Middleton does not have a, a limited offensive game at all. Uh, and he's, he's very efficient at what he does. Uh, he's 50-49 club this year. Yeah, he's yeah. one of the best ISO players in the league. He yeah. And he scores at the highest rate, one of the highest rates as an ISO player, which is why it was always so confusing for me why he wasn't that go-to player in the clutch. Yeah. And then if you, if you, it's like he's he's playing with someone that's, uh, you know, got such a high usage rate in Giannis and he's still putting up, uh, you know, 26 and 6. Which yeah, that's why leave. I think they need. Yeah, they need new a new coaching to kind of re reallocate yeah. how they use different players those in numbers, the offense. So those numbers could probably even be higher for Chris Middleton. Um, which is honestly, which is if crazy. I see another, if I see another playoff game of the Bucks of Giannis running into a wall, I swear, <laughs> I swear, I might, I might send, <laughs> I might have to, I might send Put a CV in, but myself. Put a CV in for uh, for oh, now nah, I'm talking about a hit, bro. I send a hit out, of bud, man. He, <laughs> right, send a hit and then hurting my eyes, he's hurting my eyes, man. Right, right so go ahead. Go yeah, ahead. I think I think we both we both have Chris Middleton as um, an East All Star, and yeah, he definitely deserves it. Um, I'll go next. Um, you obviously spoke about uh, we did well, we spoke about Jalen Brown, but we haven't yet come to Jason Tatum, who's one of my East reserves. I'm, I'm um, guessing you had Kyrie as well, right? I did have Kyrie. Just to yeah, get, yeah, just to get that out of the way. Yeah, I didn't. Yeah, I didn't. I, obviously, I didn't. <laughs> no, I'm not as no star. I just think Zach Levine, you know, he's my guy. <laughs> but yeah, Jason Tatum, uh, last year and this year, has really uh, stepped up as a franchise player for the Boston Celtics. Uh, you know, the team didn't suffer too much. Uh, Without him, as as maybe you think they would, because of Jalen Brown, but they still uh, looked 
looked worse. Uh, and that's an encouraging sign for, for the value of Jason Tatum. He's kind of moved into that uh, spot as, as the power forward this year. Um, and is having a tremendous season. Um, he's another one that, you know, the, the Celtics obviously traded down to get in the draft uh, when they drafted him. And another one that as soon as he came in to the league, you could tell he was going to be special. He had all the tools and he's putting it together this year. Um, the Celtics record would, would uh, maybe suggest that they, you know, maybe shouldn't have two All-Stars. You know, there's, they're sitting only one game over 500. Uh, but these two are way too good for us to leave out of the All-Star game. Um, and Jason Tatum for sure deserves to be an all-star. And probably, you know, this is, uh, you know, going to be an ongoing trend for Jason Tatum, who's going to be a star in this league for a long, long time to come. Only 22 years of age, uh, having a career career year, as I said, and I, I can only see him getting better um, from now on. I'm, I'm guessing you have Jason Tatum as well, Josh. Oh, of course, yeah, yeah I've got, I've got Tatum. Yeah, he, he's been playing at a high level. Um, you know, as I said, you know. Uh, Brown's kind of been the spotlight of the squad so far, but obviously Tatum has still been balling. Uh, yeah, they yeah they're they're both clearly all stars. Uh, so I'll give my next I'll give my next uh, three my last three just in uh, just together as one. And I think these are three players that you know aren't perennial all stars, but well maybe one of them might end up being. But uh, I just feel like they deserve a bit of love. You might not have all of them here, but uh, I've got Randall. Sabonis and Hayward. Wait, those are all sus you. Yep. So ah, that is crazy. Okay. Yeah. Go I'm ahead. just giving them love. I didn't want it to be too, I didn't want them to be too similar. But honestly, uh starting with Sabonis, I think Sabonis shouldn't really even be a question. Yeah. Uh, I, I also have Sabonis on my list. Yeah, I Sabonis shouldn't be a question to me. Uh he he's balling at a high level, the paces are balling at a high level. Um Sabonis has just shown, you know, last year people were raising their eyebrows like, oh, maybe, yeah, this will be his, you know, his he'll, only... have, he'll have one all-star. But yeah. I think he's cementing himself as, you know, a perennial all-star in the East, at least. Um, and I look back and I, was, <laughs> I remember he was on our team and the great Billy Donovan had him as, you know, a stretch five. But uh... <laughs> it clearly isn't his game at all. Um, yeah, uh, he, he's been great, you know, his... He he's shown, you know, he he's playing kind of like his his dad. His dad yeah. was uh, as that you know, he's just an all around big man. Over this Sabonis, yeah, you know, uh, twenty one, eleven, and five, you know, almost six uh, assists. Uh, so yeah, he he's absolutely balling. He deserves it. Uh, he's been kind of carrying the offense. You know, uh, I would have had you know if we did this a couple of weeks ago. Um, Brogdon would be in a discussion too, yeah. but he's kind of regressed a little bit, and I don't think they're a two all star team. No. But uh, he, he, yeah, he, Sabonis has been absolutely balling. So yeah, moving on to Hayward, uh, I think he he's he's balling, and they're they're sitting at a sixth seed uh, with a young team. Yeah. Um, he's had some tremendous performances. Uh, I, I just feel like as a leader, as a you know a leader to his young players, and just. He's kind of showing that he didn't really fall off, but that whole, you know, that that last couple of years of the Celtics, he just looked like across the board there were just a lot of bad fits there. You know, too yeah. many, too many playmakers, too many of those that that mode of player. Um, it is starting to look like a lot of blame was putting pushed towards players that maybe didn't completely deserve it in Kyrie and Haywood. I think it was more of a fit thing. Yeah, because I mean, I saw people saying, you know. People that were hate, hating so much that they actually fixed their mouths to say that Kyrie would be better than... I mean, that 
uh, Kemba would be better than Kyrie. And now but, they're trying to trade him for a Big Mac and fries. <laughs> yeah, so, uh, yeah, that's not looking great. But I think uh, Hayward just played up to that level uh, to deserve a, a reserve spot. And then with uh, Randu, you know, the Knicks have been the big surprise of this season. Um, they're, they're currently at the eighth seed. Uh, it might not last too long, but who knows? You know, now they've picked up uh, Rose to add to that oh, veteran leadership. But... Um, yeah, Randall's been he's he's been great, he's been consistent, you know, 22 career, 11, yeah. really 22, 11 and six, you know, that that's nothing to to sneeze at. Uh he's been very similar numbers born. just a bonus. Yeah, uh, you know, with shooting 47% from the field, 30, you know, 39 from three. Mm-hmm. Uh so he he's absolutely boiling himself. Uh and he's he's just adding to that that new Knicks culture that they've got there. Um that you know, can really bring up their future a little bit because they're looking like they're really fighting. And I just feel bad for the fans because a lot of the fans had to endure absolutely terrible play. And then the one season where they actually start to turn the page, there's no fans there. But yeah, um, yeah they're, they're giving a tremendous product. I'm sure New Yorkers are very happy with what they're seeing. And this this is a breakout year from, from Julius Randle that we thought we might never see because, you know, obviously he's in year seven now and this is his... Um, it's kind of breakout all-star kind of yeah, the year. He's had some spurts, but just yeah, but putting he's putting all together this year. Uh, yeah, he's obviously been given you know the nod as as the the uh, the leader on that team, um, you know the main guy, and he's he's thriving in that role, uh, leading leading the Knicks team that have you know been tanking the last few years into the into a playoff race. So you know his value can't be understated. He wasn't on my list, but he's in my honorable, honorable mentions that we'll get to later. Uh, he's been balling. Um, I think. Uh, I I had Sabonis on on my on my um in my reserves, but now uh, hearing their stats and looking at the team's records, you know, the Knicks are only one game behind the Pacers. Uh, you know, maybe it's a, a lot more of a tighter race than I than I thought for that for that spot. Um, and with Hayward, a lot of eyebrows were raised when the Hornets paid him all that money, uh, you know, for a aging Gordon Hayward to go there, who you know came up with a few mediocre years. Uh, in Boston, but yeah, he looks really, like he's really got he's really got a chip on his shoulder after Trump yeah, and he's, he's, the election. He's, <laughs> he's in the he, he's in the capital, you know. Pretty, pretty, <laughs> he's in that zone. Yeah, he's in the capital, you know. In the red state as well. Yeah, so he's, he's he's absolutely going off. But uh, yeah, he's really rediscovered, um, you know, that U, those Utah days uh, form where he was an All Star back then, and he he looks like that player again now. Uh, He's forming a, a beautiful partnership with with Lamelo Ball, uh, who's moved into the starting lineup uh, this past week, um, and the Hornets look a lot better than a lot of people thought. You know, um, another team that could well end up in the playoffs. Uh, really Especially exciting with, to watch uh, as well. With allowing allowing Lamelo to really to really ball, ball you know that yeah yeah giving him I'm, I'm with the, him the keys now. So. With, with those quotes from James Borrego, I've, I didn't think that was going to be the case this year, really. But uh, when he was saying uh, five turnovers in five minutes, that's not a start for my team. But he's really yeah, uh, kind of made a U-turn. Thing there. He's kind yeah, of really made a U-turn and I'm really giving Lamelo uh, the keys. Yeah, I think Rozier, yeah, I think with Rozier out, uh, they, they just gave, they gave Lamelo a chance. Yeah. And, uh, hey, Rozier's he's, he's balling, kind of... though, since he came back. He scored uh, 41. Oh, yeah. Time. But I just mean giving Lamelo a chance yeah, to... Yeah, yeah, yeah. To be in the back court, so well, it's clear think, he should yeah. have been a starter from a lot earlier than he was. Uh, no, yeah. he's, he's running away with the rickety ear race, I think. Um, but yeah, we're not here to talk about that, we're here to talk about the all stars. Um, which Lamelo's 
I'm surprised he wasn't on the on the ballot for the fan voting. You know, he's got true, a large following. True. I'm surprised he wasn't there, but um, he obviously won't be an all star this year, but probably a lot in his future. Um, but yeah, those those are some some very different picks. I don't I don't disagree with them uh, per se. You know, they they all deserve to be all stars, but I do just think there's some people ahead of them that um, maybe deserve it a little bit more. And two people I'm very shocked you left off your list: um, James Harden and Trey Young. James Harden has been an all star. Uh, ever since he got to Houston, pretty much. And I, I expect that to continue. Obviously, he's on a successful Nets team. Um, playing as a different role, uh, as we thought he would. Um, more of a playmaker role. Uh, but he's still, he, still going to fill up in the, in the scoring department, as he always will. Not quite, you know, 35-point-per-game averages, as he's been doing in MVP seasons in the past years. Um, but he's playing a different role and it's, it's working out beautifully for the Nets. You know, you've got two guys who can score the ball already. So James Harden has thought, okay, let me let me throw a different role that we might not have and that I can successfully do. Uh, leading the league in assists with 11 assists per game, 24, 24 points to go along with that. So for me, you know, those uh, those are also numbers. I couldn't leave him out, um, even though maybe his case is hit a bit with, with his start to the season and him coming over to the East late. Maybe that's a... a know an obstacle that coaches might uh, take into consideration when they're picking their reserves but i i do just think you know those those stats speak for themselves and they're yeah, amounting yeah. to wins yeah I'm, I'm purely going off the the precedent set in past years of kind of when players get traded you know yeah uh to a new conference they kind of don't always get that consideration so i just wanted to give some shine to other players but obviously yeah garden is playing at a high level uh he, he's He's balling and he's showing that he can be. He, he's basically the point guard, obviously. Uh, yeah. With uh, Kyrie taking that scoring role, um, and yeah, he their offense is looking seamless. Uh, that's not a problem at all. You know, the too many, the too many basketballs to go around thing yeah. was uh, kind of overstated. There, that obviously their defense is terrible. But, uh, well, isn't you know, it? He, there was a stat. Um, they have the best offense. Oh far, yeah, best offensive game, rating of but then all the, time and the worst defensive rating since Harden joined joined the team, yeah. uh, which makes him really fun to watch. Uh, but not a women, not a not a player winning formula. And yeah, if you if you were a Nets fan, you you probably hate that stat. But if you're a, a neutral like us, you probably love that stat. Um, I've not seen a game where they didn't give up like 120 points. But you know, I I do still expect them yeah. to um to make moves in that department before the trade yeah. deadline. Uh, there's there's rumors coming out about. Um, you know, obviously, Javel McGee rumors are still there, but then there's like mad rumors about Drummond being bought out and going to the Nets, which I don't know how they could afford that. But um, unless he took a massive salary hit, um, oh no! If he if he gets bought out, then he he'll just sign for a minimum anyway. Because yeah, if you get bought out, then you just get your yeah, whole salary, yeah, yeah. and then whatever you get from the Nets oh, is just yeah, extra. Fair play, fair play. Yeah, yeah. So Drummond uh, could be an option, but he's he's pretty much scouted by every top contender the Lakers and uh but yeah James Harden for me he's a lock and I think he will be there I think uh, you know his stats are too good for for um his move to the east to be uh something that takes that away from him um and then my other my other guy that you didn't include uh was Trey Young who I actually didn't have my original list um actually had Bam Adebayo in that spot um but I looked at Trey Young's stats. Uh, he obviously had that rough patch um, in January where he was he couldn't shoot anything, he couldn't hit anything. Uh, but recently, he's really stepped it up and got back to the form 
we know for Trey Young. I think he's he's probably in the future going to be up there with Steph Curry in terms of three pointers made. Uh, he started at an historic pace on that front, twenty six point five and nine. Um, you know, on a team in the playoffs, I think that's what. Oh no, actually, sorry, they're out of the playoffs right now, but they're knocking on the on the door. They're not far behind the the nine and eight seed, uh, only one game back. So I, f- I feel like for me, those those speak for themselves. He's really, you know, he's always been a good playmaker, but this year I think he's he's even taken a step up. You know, he can can dime it with either hand. He's the subject of double teams a lot of the time. So, you know, he he's good at passing out of double teams. Um, he's got a good understanding with his bigs, John Collins, and and his wing players now in Cam Reddish, Hunter, who's been out the past few weeks, and uh, Kevin Herter. Um they're really knocking down the passes he gives to them. So I think that's a big reason why why he's he's third in the league in assists uh, because of this, those players taking a step up. But yeah, Trae Young, Young is a new star for me. Why, yeah, for why me, I was just expecting, there? yeah, I was just expecting a bit more out of them as a team. Uh, I think, yeah, for sure, for sure. you know, a lot of the time we'll be like, you know, oh, he's born in though. But I think he is part of that as well because... Um, Whilst he is averaging, you know, twenty six and nine, he is also uh, having, a, you know, quite a bad uh, efficiency, uh, a bad season efficiency. Yeah, wise. Yeah. Um, you know, shooting only forty two percent from the field and thirty six from three, which is you know far cry from what's expected from him. Uh, you kind of think of him for his shooting, uh, so that so that isn't great so far. And I just think as a team, you know, those teams that I mentioned, they're getting efficient play, efficient scoring out of them and their, their teams are performing a bit better as well. And it is behind them as well. So I just thought I'd give them I'd give them some shine. So I think uh, Trey can step it up. Uh, he, he likely will. I'm just talking from the season so far. Yeah. Well, let's let's move over to the West. No, not too many surprises in the East. Uh, over to the West. I'll, I'll go first with this one. Um, obviously, I didn't have Luca. Just a disclaimer: I didn't have Luca. I mean, sorry, I didn't have Dame as a starter, but I've obviously got him in my reserves. He's really close to to Luca for me in being a starter, but he's obviously the first reserve. Um, then I'm going to go with maybe a surprising one. Tell me if if you think this is is surprising. I've got Zion Williamson as a first time All Star. Um, did he make your list, Josh? Yeah, he made he made my list. Yeah, my I list. think Zion. Um, He's had, you know, one of the most efficient starts to an NBA career anyone can have. Uh, just last night, he shot 14 or 15 against the Mavericks. Um, and, you know, the first half, I think he was 11 of 11. So it begs the question, why did they not give him the ball more in the second half? But, you know, when when it, it feels like when Zion rises up, the ball is going in the net. You know, he's he's got tremendous hang time, so he can change his shot in midair. He doesn't even have to think about what shot he's going to take when he leaves the floor. He can think about it in the air. Um, you know, he doesn't really need uh, a jump shot at this stage. Uh, I'm sure that will come with time. He's he can knock down the three. Uh, not not very impressive, but it can it can it can be knocked down. Um, and yeah, I think he's I think he's an all star. I think the, the Pelicans, you know, the Pelicans aren't uh, doing too too well this year. Maybe we expected a bit better from them with you know all the talent they've got on that roster. Um, but if anyone's going to be an all star on that team, I think it's Zion. Yeah, I think with Zion, it's kind of like out of sight, out of mind now. There, there's just not a lot of coverage on him for some yeah. reason. They've kind of gone away from him and gone towards, you know, Lamelo and some other young players. But he he has not regressed at all. Um, he is playing as, as well as ever. Uh, as you mentioned, you know, he's not getting a lot of the shots. Uh, he's doing a lot of this stuff in uh, 
low, low attempts but high efficiency because uh, obviously they're still kind of having a Brandon Ingram as that go-to and as a playmaker. Uh, but yeah, Zion is balling. Um, he, yeah, he, he's shown that. I think he's shown he's an all-star. Uh, I think it's likely he will be an all-star because of, you know, the the voting aspect of it. But um, yeah, he, he's absolutely balling. Um, a lot of the time you'll see him, you know, he has a lot of 10 for 14, you know, 11 for 13, a lot of games of that caliber. And uh, he just continues to fill up this, uh, the box score. And he's scoring at, you know, he's only played, he hasn't even played, I think, 60 or 70 games yet overall because uh, he didn't play a lot of games last season. And he's, you know, he's he's having historical scoring rates for the few games that he's played. I think he's on pace with, like, uh, Michael Jordan for, you know, the start of the yeah. start of career type numbers. So, um yeah, he's, he's he's balling out. Who have you got next on on your list, Josh? Yes, yeah, so I've got I've got the the jazz duo uh, in jazz Gobert. boys. Yeah, in uh, Gobert, you know Shaq's Shaq's favorite players. Yeah, in uh, Gobert and Mitchell, um, they've silenced you know the doubters in Shaq. You know they keep reeling off these wins. I think they've won they've won sixteen of their last seventeen games. Crazy. Uh, so <laughs> they're just continuing to. I mean, we're we're pretty far into the season almost. Almost reaching the halfway point. I mean, we're over the quarter yeah. point, but um, about a third into the season. Yeah, it's 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 starting to kind of uh, eclipse that territory of being, you know, start of a season run. You know, yeah. um, they they are starting to look legit. You know, um, they were kind of going off their three point shooting, but I mean, at a certain point, you just kind of have to take it for what it is, and they are just playing at a high level. Uh, Gobert showing his impact. You know, a lot. There was a lot of discussion about his contract, uh, with us included. And as much as you know, he might not be of that caliber overall, um, to that to that franchise, he's clearly showing that he is worth that and he that is his value to that yeah. franchise. And he's he's got them up playing at a tremendous level. Um, they're just looking absolutely, you know, their stats could be even better because yeah. uh they're blowing a lot, they're blowing out a lot of these teams, so they're not playing as many minutes. Um, and then yeah, with Mitchell, he just he hasn't he hasn't fallen off since that since that first round playoff series. Uh, it seems that he's kind of had a chip on his shoulder since losing that uh, against Murray. Who <laughs> Murray has not looked anything like he did in the yeah. playoffs. But uh, yeah, Mitchell has been you know he's been playing tremendously. Yeah, Don um, Donovan Mitchell has really looked like he he's. He hasn't really numbers wise hasn't really taken much of a step, but um, you know he's he's slotted really well into this. I think it's a new kind of offense they're trying with a lot more volume of threes this year, um, and they're hitting them at a, a all time rate as well. Uh, that's of a, a large part to their success. You know they've got a lot of people on that team that can shoot and knock down threes. You know they've got Bogdan Bogdanovic who's been great again. Uh, Jordan Clarkson off the bench uh, who's the sixth man of the year favorite. Huge credit to huge credit to Quinn Snyder who. Is consistently adapting his yeah. play to the people on his roster and just to how they perform. Uh, they that's that's why we get one. Yeah, that's why we get on Boonhoser because he's just kind of thrown out the same game plan regardless of his team. Yeah, for that, <laughs> for that, yeah. They're a team that um, know how to move the ball. That 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 ball is like that rock is always swinging from side to side. 
Um, <laughs> I saw you change up there. No, nah, I didn't do anything. Yeah, then, you're, you're learning, you're learning, you're learning. Yeah, that rock is always swinging from side to side and they're always finding the open man. Joe Ingles has been really good as that glue guy. He's added um, more of a playmaking uh, aspect to his game this year, Joe Ingles. Um, and I feel like with Rudy Gobert, you put him around any other four guys, that off, that defence will still be pretty damn good. Uh, that's that's how much of an impact he makes on the defensive end, you know. Yeah, he allows, he allows these... Uh the other four to really press up on their yeah. player because they feel they've got that backup there that will erase their mistakes. Yeah. And, um, you know, a lot of, I think, you know, the Jazz have warranted with their record two All-Stars and uh, who better than their two best players, you know, Rudy Gobert and Donovan Mitchell have probably both been as impactful as each other. Um, you know, the stats might jump out to you more on Donovan Mitchell's side, but Rudy Gobert's game is completely different. Um, I mean, yeah, their their offense and defense have been at historical rates, and you know that's led behind uh, Mitchell for the offense and Gobert for the defense. So, I mean, that you know, Gobert's defense alone with you know a bad offensive team would probably be you know still in the playoffs, and uh, Mitchell's offensive game, the the def- the offense around Mitchell. Would be uh would be the same way, but without the defense. But together, they've just been, you know, a highly you know impactful team, um, and they look like they're not going anywhere in terms of being up in high up in the Western Conference. Yeah, the only thing I will say is anyone really trying to watch uh, Rudy Gobert in the All Star game? <laughs> you know, I said that too. I said that especially last year. But to be fair, he he was quite he was good last of. Uh, Last All Star game, he was actually doing making some some good plays. To be fair, yeah, but yeah. <laughs> um, all right, let's let's move into some more reserves. I've got uh, Paul George and Anthony Davis. I'll say them as a pair because they're both from LA and they're both the number two options on their team. Uh, I think Paul George is having a um, a fantastic season. Uh, one of one of the best of his career, uh, no doubt. And there was a lot of uh, doubters uh, surrounding Paul George obviously because of that terrible playoff run last year where they blew that 3 on lead to the Denver Nuggets. Um, and he was hitting the side of the backboard and shooting horribly. Uh, but this year, he's, he's been actually really efficient. Um, and he's averaging 24 points per game, uh, six and five on a team that's top three seed. The efficiency, as I said, is incredible. 50 from the field, 50% from the field, 47%, 48% from three point and 90% from the line. So, um, he's looking like he he might end up in the 50-49 club this year. And on 20 points, four points per game, he's the uh, that duo of Kawhi Leonard and Paul George is probably the most efficient duo in the league. Um, and that's a that's a big step the Clippers have had to take this year. Um, turn, can this turn them from uh, you know a regular season success into playoff success? Uh, they'll be hoping so. Obviously, Paul George gets a bit, you know, changes a bit in the in the playoffs. We've seen that in the last three. A uh, few three or four years, um, that he gets a bit of uh, cold feet when it comes to the playoffs. Uh, hopefully, he's moved past that now um, and can really contribute in the in the off season. But if we're just talking regular season, he's been fantastic. And similar with Anthony Davis, um, he's having a down year, no doubt, uh, for his lofty standards. You know, he's he's not been as aggressive as you might want uh, from Anthony Davis. Last year, he, t- he turned a, a non-playoff team into title winners. So that just shows you his impact. <laughs> um, but yeah, 23 points and eight rebounds for Anthony Davis is, is, is a down year, which tells you all you need to know about Anthony Davis. You know, it, it will be a benefit of the Lakers to the Lakers if 
if he uh, starts taking more shots and you know starts going in the low block more. Uh, but they haven't really needed it so, so needed it so far. That you know they're sitting only a game behind the Jazz in the West. So yeah, I agree with that. AD but in a way, I think AD does need to step up. I think they will need it because. But I think uh, I think Lakers are another team that pushing, deserve two All Stars. Yeah. You know I mean? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, pushing LeBron to have to play that much is not is not great. Yeah. So yeah, they do need him to step up. Uh, but yeah, he, you know, he's having a down year. But at the end of the day, you know, the Lakers are top two. Yeah. In the West, they deserve two All Stars. And yeah, with Paul George, I really want this to be the year that they actually do carry to the playoffs because, um, you know, that's been that was kind of a thing that was pushed and gassed up for a while of uh, that that Lakers rivalry, and we didn't really get to see it. And yeah. I do. I do enjoy watching Paul George play. You know when he's on his game, um, his his offensive game is great to see. Um, when he's not in his game, you're the first one to. Um... Yeah, because I mean, I had so much faith in him, and I wanted yeah. him to do so well. You know, like I watched it live when he when he had that leg injury, and to see him come back, and then obviously play for my team as well. Uh, I wanted him to be great. So obviously, when he when he disappoints like that, you know, three years in a row, you know. It's, it's not great. Lose a sour taste. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, with the two for, you know, the two for 13, the uh, the backboard shot. So, I yeah, think... I hope I hope they do bounce back. You know, I hope this really lasts because I want to see. I mean, I, I wanted to, I kind of wanted to see the Clippers, you know, do well because I, Ka- Kawhi is a player. I, I love to watch play as well. So, yeah. And I hope, I hope they're legit, but it's so hard to put faith in them. And Paul, Paul George is probably someone who has benefited the most from this uh, lack of media coverage. From the Clippers, because I feel like he's someone that is uh, very involved in in the social media world. You know, when he was having that, those beefs with Damian Lillard in his in his comments. Oh, um, and those like fourteen year old girl. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so he he's someone that you can tell look, is looking at his Instagram and Twitter a lot. Um, and now that less is being said about the Clippers, he can kind of focus more on his own game and what he needs to improve uh, like mentally and and obviously on the court. Um, and I just hope he stays healthy because obviously he had uh, he had the recent like little injury, neck neck injury. But I hope he's healthy come playoff time because I really want to see. I, I really you want to see the best players play when it matters, you know. And yeah. you know, as much as I, I just hope he gets in the rhythm. Uh, but at the end of the day, as much as they're not getting, you know, the the press right now, if they get to the those stages of the playoffs, they are still they, <laughs> there's no hiding. Yeah. So yeah, he needs to keep that up. Uh, who's your last few All Stars, Josh? Yes, yeah, so I've got I've got Devin Booker here. Uh, I had uh, CJ McCollum as an honorable mention, and I had uh, Shea and DeRozan as an uh, honorable mention. So uh, D Book is who I opted to go with, uh, simply because you know they are fourth seed. Um, he's playing well. He's 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 playing well enough to justify you know being an All Star. Let me just pull up his stats real quick. So yeah, he is averaging twenty four points. Uh, you know, near fifty percent shooting. Yeah. Uh, only thirty five from three. Only thirty six from three. So that, that's below his standard. But uh, he he is boiling. You know, as a team, they're playing really well. Uh, with the acquisition of Chris Paul. Yeah. Um. But yeah, he he's just boiling. Uh, they're playing at a high level, so I kind of have to give the nod. Uh, but with those other three, I think either one of them could potentially be in there just based on their play alone. Uh, with McCollum, obviously he suffered the injury a month ago, so that's kind of taken him out of consideration because yeah. he's been out for some time. But he he was being heavily relied on in that offense for a while. 
Uh, he's playing at a high level and he was stepping up quite a bit as well, you know, with a lot of the clutch scoring. He was kind of taking that, not the Dame role, but he he, he had he had an even heightened role that you've kind of seen him have in playoff series, you know, back when, uh, you know, the series after the OKC series where he started to kind of take more of the offensive role. Uh, so, you know, he's kind of out of it now. And then I've had DeRozan who, um, you know, we always count the Spurs out, but, you know, they've they've been playing really, really well, well uh, yeah. behind behind the Rosen. Uh, you know, he's averaging you know twenty five and almost seven assists, which which is amazing for him. Um, so he's taken that. He's expanded his game in the uh, playmaking department. And then Shea, who you know, obviously he's on my team, and I, I mean I could have put him as a starter, I guess, but uh, he. His play cannot be understated. You know, he's taking the next step. He actually has identical stats to Devin Booker, but obviously... Um, Devin Booker has the wins. Yeah, exactly. So you kind of had to penalise him there because this season, I think... Uh, I actually want the stat, but there are a lot of players averaging 20 points per game this season. Like, a crazy amount of players averaging 20 points per game when I looked at it. But yeah, uh, yeah, he's playing He's playing tremendously himself. Uh, he's taking a lot of the load on. There are 35 on. players averaging... 35. 35 players averaging 20 a game, which is mm-hmm. insane to think about. Um, but yeah, he's averaging 23. Uh, yeah, he's averaging 23 points, uh, five, five rebounds, you know, seven assists on, you know, 50% shooting, 38 from three. So he... He's playing at high level himself, but obviously uh, the record of the team, which I, I do have to say that we've had we've had a few games with a lot of injuries or maybe just tanking, I don't know. But yeah, we are sitting at 14th. Uh, but obviously in the West and in the league as a whole, a lot of the records are identical. Yeah. But yeah, you have to reward the winning in that aspect. So yeah, I went with Devin Booker. Yeah, I, I also had Devin Booker. It's... it's- it's a bit crazy to think that um, you know Devin Booker was always getting snubbed for the All Star game, and then in a year that you know he's having a bit of a down season uh, statistically, he's he's kind of um, one of the favourites to go into that spot, uh, and that just shows you the value of winning in this league uh, from from voters and coaches. Um, I think he he will be in that spot, Devin Booker. But as you said, I, um, CJ McCollum was a honourable mention I had. I think he was having a fantastic year, and I think if he didn't get hurt, he would be in that spot. Um, he was really uh, taking more of the offensive load on as he had in previous years. And it was almost uh, 50-50, it seemed like, with, with Damian Lillard as to who was scoring that ball, being a clutch time scorer, uh, all the things we know CJ McCollum to be capable of, but um, he really put it all together this year. And it, it's unfortunate to see he went down with that uh, hairline, hairline fracture, but I don't think it will keep him up for too long. And it's just a question now if he can come back and, and return to that form. Yeah, he's um, one of those players of it. Deep offensive back, yeah, yeah. mid range game money, stuff. shoot the three well. Yeah, he's he's a he's a real good, well rounded offensive player. Uh, a few more honorable mentions that I had: uh, De'Aaron Fox, who's really stepped up over the past month, uh, really emerging as that franchise cornerstone for the Sacramento Kings, who have looked better as of recent as well. I think his game and Tyrese Halliburton's game they really uh, complement each other. Tyrese Halliburton more of a playmaker and hustler, whereas De'Aaron Fox can kind of focus on the offensive side of the ball. Yeah, with the with the other young guys coming in, like uh, Jarman Run, you know, Trey Young, uh, De'Aaron Fox kind of got lost in the shuffle there, but he is definitely one of those players that looks to 
in future years, you know, towards his prime, start to yeah. be a perennial all-star himself in that loaded West. And it seems like the West always has, you know, so many high high caliber guards, you know, and, yeah. and it seems like that's not going to be any different with this next generation. Yeah, and Darren Fox uh, has really expanded his game in terms of three-point shooting. He's shooting the three-point a lot a lot better this year as he has in previous years. I think uh, season season prior, he couldn't hit a three to save his life. And now he's 30, he's shooting at a 36% clip, which is uh, pretty decent. Uh, yeah, he's up from 29% last year to 36% this year. So uh, really improving that aspect. And he's made his offensive game a lot more threatening and dangerous. And then two other uh, honourable mentions that I had was Brandon Ingram, um, who was an all-star last year. I don't think we'll get the nod this year, but um, he's doing what he always does, uh, putting up, just scoring the ball. He's got a really, really deep offensive game. Uh, yeah, he, he has the keys to the offense uh, yeah. completely now, kind of with, uh, and that's kind of had a detrimental effect on Lonzo Ball, but he's developed more as a playmaker as well. So they've kind of trusted him with the offense. Yeah, and then I've got Christian Wood in there as my last one we'll mention, who, uh, you, know, you know, we, we always rave about Christian Wood and how good he's been. Um, since he kind of emerged for the Pistons. Uh, and I, I feel like he will be an all-star for a long time in his career. But uh, right now, I think the injury harms his case a bit, uh, this recent injury he's had. Uh, but 22 and 10, those are all-star numbers on a team that's winning yeah. in the Rockets, uh, probably doing better than people thought after that Harden trade. Um, but yeah, He I just think, looks like the perfect offensive centre. Yeah, he me. can shoot he, the three got, as well. Yeah, he's got a kind of uh, Anthony Davis type game himself. Yeah. Uh, with better three and not as good uh, from mid-range. But yeah, he, he does look to be a promising young player um, and a future all-star. Did you did you have any other honourable mentions? Uh, no, um, my other, if I had you know five, six honourable mentions, it'd probably be the other ones that you mentioned. Definitely yeah. with, I had Brandon Ingram there, I had uh, Christian Wood there for sure. Yeah. I, I forgot to give my honourable mentions in the East, but I just had um, Batman Adebayo, who, uh, while Jimmy was out, uh, Stepped up for the heat. He's taken a little bit of a step back as of recent, uh, but Bam Adebayo is, you know, he's having a career as well. He showed, he showed what a talent he is in the bubble, and he's he's continuing that into this season. Um, the Heat are starting to pick up some momentum now that Jimmy Butler's been back. So I expect him to kind of be in that five-six spot when it's all said and done. So I wouldn't be surprised if he got in there uh, at all. Uh, yeah, I had him as well. I had Malcolm Brogdon. Uh, obviously, started the season and scored off a little bit, but uh, Malcolm Brogdon. He's another player that's uh, you know, a candidate for the 50-40-90 club. With Karis LeVert out, he had to, you know, obviously Kar- Karis LeVert never saw the floor f- for the paces yet. But um, with Victor Oladipo leaving the team and Karis LeVert not being able to play, uh, they needed some scoring from that from that guard position. And Malcolm Brogdon has been able to supply along with some some playmaking as well. And they they com- he compliments um, Domantas Sabonis really well. Yeah, I had uh, I had Bam as well. Uh, I had Butler, who I'm surprised you didn't mention. I don't think he's played enough games. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I had a, that, that simply for that reason. Uh, but I had, that's why I have him as an honourable mention. He crossed my mind. He crossed my mind. But that's I why I had him as an honourable mention rather yeah. than, yeah, because he's only played 13 games. And then I had uh, Jeremy Grant, who has uh, good, you know, he's good stepped point, up. Man. He's stepped up a big Obviously way. Obviously, on, the, on the, one of the worst teams in the league. So yeah, maybe, but he, yeah, he bet on himself. Um, yeah. And he, he's absolutely... Taking advantage of the opportunity. All right, I think I think that's all that's all we've got for the for the All Stars. Um, in the edit, I will try and make that a bit clearer if if it got a bit jumbled with how we did it. But um, uh, I'll put uh, visuals up on the screen. If you're listening on Spotify, uh, I can go. Through, should we go through it one more time? 
Just All right. Uh, so for the East starters, I've got Bradley Bill, Zach Levine, Kevin Durant, Giannis, and Embiid. And for the West, I've got Stephen Curry, Luka Doncic, LeBron James, Kawhi Leonard, and Nikola Jokic. For the East, I've got as my starters Kyrie, Kyrie Irving, uh, Jalen Brown, Kevin Durant, Giannis, and Embiid. And with my West starters, I've got Curry, Dame, LeBron, Kawhi, and Jokic. And then for my reserves, I've got Jalen Brown, Jason Tatum, James Harden, Kyrie Irving, DeMontis Sabonis, Chris Middleton, and Trey Young. And in the West, I've got Zion Williamson, Donovan Mitchell, Rudy Gobert, Paul George, Dame, AD, and Devin Booker. My East, I've got Zach Levine, Bradley Bill, Chris Middleton, Jason Tatum, Sabonis, Randall, and Hayward. And in the West, I've got Paul George, Donovan Mitchell, Anthony Davis, Devin Booker, Luka Dantich, uh Rudy Gobert, and Zion Williamson. Right, so tell us <sighs> if you agree or disagree with those picks. Obviously, we had a few controversials, controversial ones in there. Should yeah. Zach Levine be a starter? I think so. Should, should Shea have been a starter? Should no. Dort be a reserve? Should Dort be a reserve? Um should should Randall Hayward and that's um, an interesting conversation. Should the player that should the player that makes all of your all, your your favorite all stars shoot two for twenty? Should he start? I mean, let's see. Let's, should he be an all star? He, he shot two. He shot two. I mean, but I mean, think about it. Like if 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 Dort has all of your other all stars, you know, having nightmares the day before, ah. the day after players, maybe you know. They should have an all defensive game. He being there. How are you gonna put how are you gonna put uh how are you gonna have certain players? How are you gonna have like Levine, Harden, you know, LeBron as all stars, but not have their father as an all-star? Like Wait, <laughs> it doesn't make any sense. Who didn't put Levine in the chamber? I think you've I think you've forgotten about that game. Do you not remember clutch time of that game? No, but that was that was Denzel Valentine that played in the chamber. No, I'm talking about the last like several possessions with him and Kobe White. Hey, we hey with this this <laughs> this episode's long enough, man. This yeah, man. We, we need to get out of here, man. Everyone's pretty falling asleep at this point. Um, but thank you all for listening. Tell us if you disagree or agree with any of our all-star selections. Um, and yeah, we're out. Peace. <laughs>